You're listening to Together by AGCI. I'm Melissa Rush. Today, we're chatting with AGCI adoptive parents, Lisa and Nick. Nick and Lisa adopted their adorable son, William, from Columbia earlier this year, and their beautiful story is absolutely inspiring. If this story tugs on your heart, this is the perfect time to begin your adoption journey. This November, we're celebrating Adoption Month at AGCI with a $500 adoption grant. These grants are available for families who complete an application for one of AGCI's international adoption programs by 1130 and go under contract by 1231. I can't wait for you to be inspired by Nick and Lisa's journey. Let's get into our conversation. Well, we are so excited to have Nick and Lisa on the podcast. They are an incredible AGCI adoptive family, and we're so honored that they're willing to share their story with us today um, in honor of National Adoption Month. So welcome, Nick and Lisa. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you guys so much for making the time to chat with us. So I'm hoping that you can just start at the very beginning. Um, Why did you guys decide to adopt? Yeah, I, I can start off. Um, yeah, it was something, you know, I think that I had in the back burner from years ago. Um, I did missionary work years ago uh, in Laos in Southeast Asia and wow. um, was primarily working with university students, but also just a lot of kids in the neighborhood and village. And, um, you know, that, that kind of I think God kind of sparked something in me then. Um, but then, like I said, it was on the back burner and life and ups and downs and everything like that. Um, and then five years ago, um, I married this lovely lady and we started thinking about expanding our family and, and what that might look like. And I'll let you take over from there. Yeah. So I think just through a lot of conversations that we had and a lot of prayer, um, and just really careful consideration of what the process would be like and and what it would mean to adopt internationally. I think we decided to to jump in feet first. I think we just felt like this is what what we should be doing. Um, We looked at a bunch of different programs, different agencies. Um, We loved different countries. Yeah, we loved our conversations with HCI. And specifically, we really love the Columbia program um, and just the child focus that Columbia puts on their adoption program. So, Um, yeah, gosh, I guess it was December of 2019 that we decided to really jump in feet first and, um, it's, it's been an amazing experience for us. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. So had you, did you guys always think, I mean, Nick, given your missionary experience that you wanted to go international or what was the conversation like with that? Um, that was, that was definitely my like heart. I was like, if if I'm not going to have a biological child of my own, then um, adopting internationally was, was kind of what I wanted. But I think we did go ahead and, and kind of take a step back and just be like, okay, let's let's evaluate the options. And um, I just I have a lot of respect for people who do like foster to adopt, but we were like, yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't do that. You know, that's yeah. Um, and and then newborn infant adoption domestically, um, it just seemed like there wasn't necessarily quite the need for that, that, you know, surrounded other types of adoption. So it it kind of pushed us back. Like it, it made sense to look into international adoption. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was just going to add to that. I think when we looked at the international programs, um, we just felt that if there aren't families there to adopt these children, they probably won't be adopted and they probably will go through the system 
our thought was perhaps here stateside, these infants and these babies will have that opportunity. There's lots of families that, that you know, want these children. There's waiting lists and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of desire for that. Whereas internationally, our perception is possibly there aren't those families lined up for those infants or those children. So I think that's really what pushed us towards or kind of inspired us towards going, uh, adopting internationally. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because, um, all of the kids that we, you know, that we place with families like through AGCI, um, international adoption is kind of the last stop on the train, you know, um, uh, they have, tried to find domestic families. They've tried to reunify if possible. Yeah. They've, they've tried, they've tried all those other options. Um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, unfortunately that is true that if that, those kids who are waiting and eligible for it to be internationally adopted at this point in time, if they're not adopted that, you know, that's the end of the line. So, mm -hmm. um, which is mm -hmm. heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Um, can you share what about what stuck out what stuck out to you about AGCI? Why did you decide to move forward? I think we felt, and I, I can kick this one off. I think we just felt very comfortable with the woman. And forgive me, I can't remember who we spoke with the first time, um, no but we worries. just felt very comfortable with her. Um, there was no, it wasn't pushy. We weren't, you know, um, you know, followed up with phone calls and mail and emails, you know, afterwards there was follow up, but it just didn't feel pushy. It felt like she wanted us to make the best decision for, for our family and gave us the space and consideration to do that. So we just felt very comfortable with the conversations that we were having. Again, we really fell in love with the Columbia program and the, the child first focus that Columbia really has. Um, yeah, I think the Columbia kind of went hand in hand with um, All God's Children because we were kind of exploring other opportunities. And um, and I think that, oh, yeah, we also had friends who yeah. had adopted through AGCI uh, from China. Um, um, but they, you know, they, they spoke highly of it. And yeah, that, that was, it, there was some familiarity um, and they, they had heard about it from a woman at our church who runs her own. Uh, mission organization and, you know, just kind of well-known and respected in that community. And it's like, well, if that's her recommendation, that's why you guys went with them. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so fast forwarding a little bit, there's kind of this infamous special needs checklist that mm -hmm. as uh, adoptive families are kind of starting on the process that you have to go through. And I know that that can be really challenging for a lot of folks as they're looking at that. And like, I don't want to check the wrong, th you know, not check something or check or, and have my, that be my child. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's really hard. What were your, what were your feelings about that? What, what were your feelings about special needs, you know, before your adoption journey and how has that shifted? Or could, I just love to hear about that experience for you guys. Yeah. So many thoughts <laughs> and so many feelings <laughs> around that, honestly. And, and yeah. I think we both feel for anyone that's you know, struggling or kind of tackling that now or, or going to be tackling that because it's not easy. And it's all the things that you said, like you don't want to eliminate a child that could be your child, but there are words on there that you have never seen before in your life. And yeah. we sat with our phones and had to Google the majority mm -hmm. of the, of those things. Um, and it's weird. Cause like it, on some level, it's like, you know, if, if we were having a biological child, like you don't get to choose that, you know, like, yeah. like I work with yeah. students and I tell them all the time, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like with a biological child, that's 
how it goes. And so it's kind of like, well, should we even get to choose this, you know, uh, and, and not, you know, not wanting to like play God or whatever. I don't know. Just trying to not overthink it because again, just, mm-hmm. you know, we, we view our son as, you know, fully our child and just like we would with biological, um, it would be kind of the same situation. I think for us, how we manage that was we, we know, you know, financially what we're capable of handling. And I think one of the things that we knew we couldn't do was for, you know, one of us to stay, you know, stay home full time into perpetuity to, to take care of a child that just wouldn't financially be possible for us. Mm -hmm. So looking at it through that lens, I think was very helpful for us to go through that checklist um, and realistically think about what would work for our family and also, we took into consideration what resources we had in our community, too, that could help us should we be matched with a child that did have some of those limitations. And yeah, trying yeah. to view it not as we're saying no to a child who might have these needs, because mm-hmm. that's hard to think about as well, but more mm-hmm. like, okay, a child who has these needs would be better suited with a family who, quite frankly, has more means than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, one of the parents could stay home full time and, and care for them full, forever. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I know it's so tricky because it's like, as you said, if you're having a biological child, you know, there's, there's no checklist for that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to know what your, your abilities and resources and all of those things are. Um, and, and that's something we take really seriously. We never want anyone to feel like, you know, you, you, we want families to feel prepared to parent the child that they adopt. And we, um, really believe strongly in that. So, um, so can tell me the story, like when, how, when did you see William's picture for the first time? What were your thoughts? Like give, I want, I want to hear it all. That's such like a life-changing moment. Oh my gosh. It was like this time last year, which oh. is was, yeah. crazy to think about. Cause it was right around Nick's birthday, mm-hmm. which is in a couple weeks, it might've been your birthday weekend, like right before leading up to his birthday, when we first got that and it was, I don't even know. I don't know how to describe well, okay. it. After years, literally of being like, okay, yeah, somewhere down the line, you know, like everyone, yeah. once people know you're doing it, that's like an easy conversation topic. Sure. Like, oh, how's the adoption going? And it's always like, eh, just, <laughs> it's still waiting. going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still <laughs> papers and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if I remember it all correctly, like we last summer, we sent everything and our final dossier and all that. And then we got word in August that Columbia had received it. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we had like, it was going to be like two years from then. Yeah. Cause you know, we, oh. we heard, you know, anywhere from three to 24 months from that point. Um, and then we got a call in October, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. End of October okay. or early November, um, somewhere in there. And, and yeah, it was, or maybe, maybe maybe it was a phone call. You're right. Maybe it was. It's How not, quickly you forget these things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot has happened in the last year. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's yeah. been a whirlwind. Uh, maybe, maybe in an October, there was some conversation that like something had been approved. Oh yeah, because I guess there's that period where Columbia could be like, ooh, you know, we need this little more info. So okay. so we got the word that that had all gone through, and that was in October. And then, you know, whoever we were talking with said, um, yeah, so you know, it could be anywhere from couple months to you know a year maybe even two we're like okay and then just three weeks later literally um we get the call 
and she's, you know, I, I assumed it was some follow-up question and they're like the way she was like, Hey Nick, do you have a minute? And then I was like, uh, yeah, do, should I get Lisa for this? And you know, I got her and she said it was a match and we were just like, what? Uh, that's so yeah. exciting. It's it was, like your life changes in an instant with a phone call. It's kind of crazy. It really was. It really was. And it really happened from that moment on. It just, like you said, it was a complete whirlwind. It just happened. It happened so quickly. It was such an exciting holiday season last year, just knowing that this was on the horizon. And uh, I think at that point in time, we didn't exactly know when we were traveling, but we knew it was going to be, you know, within the year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Six or seven months from then. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, it was, yeah. All of a sudden it was like, we got to get rooms ready and, you know, and it's (laughs) shifting to do there with different bedrooms and lower modeling and yeah, all, all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, all of a sudden it was like, maybe could we get like an extra month? You know, we, we, need more time. <laughs> we had two little, two little pictures at first, which we printed off. And, um, I know I put one on my, you know, desk at work and I think Nick did too. We just had these two little grainy pictures from goodness knows when that they had of him, but it was fun to, um, show our, you know, our other kids, our other daughters, you know, the picture of their new brother. And, um, and we did that actually on my birthday. Yep. Yeah. That day was, was when we showed them, which was cool. What a birthday present. That's yeah. cool. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we had Lisa, had, it was my 40th last year, and, and Lisa threw a party for me. And that was when we like announced it to our kind of broader circle. We had talked with both of our parents by then, but our broader circle of friends. And it's fun. It was cool. That's so cool. Did you, when you guys got that, that call and the pictures and learned about him, was it immediately like, this is our son or did it take a little bit of time to kind of, you know, absorb this big change? Yeah. I think Nick and correct me if I'm wrong, was like, immediately, this is, (laughs) this is our son. No questions asked. You know, this, this is, this is, you know, this is him. Absolutely. This is, you know, part of our family. I tend to be a little bit more cautious and I know that we had to have the file reviewed by our international pediatrician. And that was really important to me. I wanted to, um, you know, ha- you know, have, have them to have the file and, and read through it and, and let us know if we're reading everything correctly. A lot of it was in Spanish, <laughs> Spanish. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was in, Eng- in English so we could read what we thought, you know, as much as we could, but obviously we knew that they could go more in depth with it. So um, once we sent that over to, to them at Cincinnati Children's and they went through it with us, I think I was able to confirm at that point in my heart and my head that, yep, absolutely. This, this is our child. And, um, we're, we were full speed ahead at that point. Yeah. The picture, yeah. all that, you know, the, the phone call was cool, but seeing the photo, like that's, you know, is, I don't know, visual people like it. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes it Yeah, all of a sudden it is now. I mean, it's been a human we're talking about this whole time and the paperwork and everything like that, but it's this kind of abstract human. And then you, you see the photo and it's like, okay, that's yeah. And then we got a little video too of him. We sent a little video, which was cute to see him because it was right around the holidays and he was kind of toddling around by a Christmas tree. So that definitely sealed the deal then for sure. And I know this is a, obviously an auditory experience for everyone, but he is the cutest little boy. He is so adorable. I got to look at some photos before we chatted and he is just, he's precious. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I think, I think seeing the picture makes it, makes it all real. You know, it's like, oh, this is really, because it's adoption can be, you know, and everyone's journey is obviously different. And some, you know, there are people who wait five years or people mm -hmm. who it happens within a year, you know, if you adopt a waiting child, it really mm -hmm. varies, but, um, it can, yeah, like you said, it can feel very abstract and like, yeah, this is happening, but we're like, right now we're like sending off files and filling right. out lots of paperwork and all of that. And then to see the photo, to see the video and be like, no, this is like, this is real. Yeah. This is our child. That's amazing. Definitely. Um, so I would love to hear about, meeting him for the first time and traveling to Columbia. Had you guys been to Columbia before? We have not. No. no. I, I traveled a lot in Southeast Asia multiple times. Um, but yeah, never. South America was was uncharted territory for us, which, you know, going back a little bit, that that was a, I remember initially, like somebody we were talking to at All God's Children was like, oh yeah, Columbia. And we're like, Columbia? Like, I mean, okay. okay. You know, it, it, it just... <laughs> It felt kind of random at first and, until um, they explained to us, like Lisa was saying, kind of the just the very child first approach that Columbia has and the the ability to get a younger child mm -hmm. um, because they they try and move as quickly as possible to get kids into their forever families. Yep. Um, that was, yeah, kind of what sparked us more into Columbia. But yeah, so we, we had had no history that, you know, I took Spanish high school and college, but that's about it. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful country. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Oh and the people are like, I don't know. I feel like every time I go there, I'm like, man, everyone is just so full of life. And it's, it's really, really an awesome place. We loved it. Like yeah. I just absolutely enjoyed our time there. In fact, after, you know, everything had been approved and we had, um, what was that final piece that he needed to fly his visa or, um, yeah. One, one last piece of the puzzle that we needed to be able to take him home. And we got that and we could have flown out on a Friday and we were like, mm, we'll just stay until Monday and, and just stay through the weekend. Just cause we, I mean, we just loved it. We, we love the country. We were able to, we stayed in um, where he was born. We stayed in Bogota and then we stayed in um, La Mesa, um, like a, a mountain town and just, all three experiences were unique and gorgeous. Yeah, very different. And like yeah. you said, that just the people were so welcoming and yeah. um, kind to us. And I, you know, I was a little concerned about that because we looked very different. He mm -hmm. looked like them. We look very different than, than everyone there. And I, you know, during the experience, I was wondering like, are, are the, are the Colombians wondering what we're doing or, you know, how do they sure. view this? Is this upsetting to them to see this very American couple with a, with a Colombian child? But, they were not at all. And, and, you know, we talked to our interpreter a little bit about it. I shared that concern with our interpreter and she said, I think they're thinking what a beautiful thing is happening. Um, and I think once I was able to look at it that way, I think I felt much more comfortable with it and just began to realize that, yeah, people are, are smiling at us because they're happy and yeah. they, you know, they can see that a, a good thing is happening for this little boy. Oh, that's awesome. So tell me about the moment though, when you met him, like, were you guys nervous? What were all, what were, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. I, it was, uh, yeah, we, uh, I forget how it went exactly, but I mean, I, it was, we learned this, you know, a couple months before we, or well, probably even sooner than that, but at, whenever we learned this, it was still a surprise to me how early on in the, 
the time in Colombia that we would get him. Um, cause you know, we were in Colombia for, uh, four weeks and one day. Um, so, you know, about a month. And initially I had assumed like there'd be lots of steps we'd have to do in Colombia before meeting him. But, you know, we ended up the way it works is you get him like day three, I think yeah. it was maybe day four. Um, and so, and the day before that is when you, we, it was a zoom call. I don't know if it always is, or that's cause we were still coming out of COVID stuff, but yeah, with all the, um, all of his psychologists and social workers and everyone who's been on his case in Colombia, and they kind of fill you in your translator, fill you in on um, just everything about him, you know, from the health issues to like, what does he eat on a daily basis? Yeah. And, you know, how, how does he sleep? How does he sleep? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, you know, that was cool. Kind of like the, the preparation the day before. Um, and then I remember that, that evening we went out to dinner and then I was like, you know, tomorrow, Everything, Everything changes, changes. And yeah. the, the approach they do. And I, I don't know, obviously we just have this one experience, but the way they did it in Columbia, at least for that group is make it like kind of like a birthday party. And it was like a birthday party vibe. And it was at our hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that may have been, that may have been a chain. One of those things that like mm-hmm. changed with COVID, but then yeah. it's kind of sticking. Then instead of meeting him, like in some um, neutral place, they bring him to our, um, our hotel room. So like we, Got balloons, balloons and, and a cake, cake and, and had music, you know, music playing for him. And we had brought, we had brought a few toys, um, for him to play with some new toys. And, um, they, I think his two social workers, you know, carried him in and brought him, brought him to our room. And I think it was uh, beautiful and overwhelming for, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, for all of us, for him. I'm sure he was like, what is, you know, what is happening? Yeah. But yeah. You know, we just brought him in and we're able to to sit down with him and, you know, bounce a ball with him and, and play with him. And um, I don't know, I think they maybe stayed for like a half hour or so. Uh, same with our interpreter. And then, you know, they left and it was just the three of us. And we're like, what do we do now? <laughs> I think so it was like every parent baby. when they go home with their baby. It's like, I, I had to keep reminding myself of all the paperwork we'd done. Like, they're not just leaving this baby with strangers. Like, right. you know, this is the years of background checks and FBI prints and all yeah. that. Like, yeah. You know, because at the moment, you know, they're just like, like they, they were there, but they didn't, you know, ask us all these questions. They were just kind of like, okay, looks good. Yep. Bye. We'll see you again in, you know, seven days. And I will share too. And I, I don't know if this will be helpful for other, you know, newly adoptive moms, or maybe this is just a weird experience that I had, but that evening, um, when we went to bed, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I, it must've just been an emotional release, but I just cried and cried and cried and cried and I wasn't sad. And I, I wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was just a, an absolute realization that, you know, everything had changed in the blink of an eye. There's an, a new member of our family and he's here. At that point, we would let him fall asleep in the bed with us and then we would move him to his little crib, you know, but he was just, I'm just like, this little, this little baby is here and we're here in a different country. <laughs> and it was just a big, just, I think, emotional rush and, and emotional release for me. Um, and sorry, I'm here, a dog trying to Scrape, scrape at our door here. All um, good. Yeah. So it, 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 it passed. And the next morning we got up and, and had breakfast. Um, 
but yeah, it was definitely, you know, definitely an emotional, emotional day. All, all it was sorts I, of emotions. I, I will, I'll be the first to admit I'm a relatively easy crier, especially for people <laughs> die, whatever. Um, I expected that we would both be like crying when we got him. Um, I don't know if like, it was because of like the social workers. I mean, it, I'll be honest, it is a rather awkward situation because you're like, you're, you're playing with this kid who is like technically your son, but like you just met him. So let's yeah, be honest, yeah. you're, you're playing with a yeah. little stranger kid and you have these like two people who are like watching you. And then this other, our interpreter was awesome. She took photos and video mm-hmm. for us and did a great job of like capturing it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what? Hi, hi, little kid. And I'm like, what do we <laughs> yeah. do? And yeah. you know, you don't want to do like, you don't want to hug too much or too little. And you know, yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was why, but yeah, we, we, we didn't have a lot of any tears at the moment. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, maybe it built up throughout that night. And, um, and yeah, you know, for me, I don't know. It was just like something switched in my mind. Um, I have two daughters from my first marriage. And so they're now, uh, well, at the time they were 10 and 13, now 11 and 14. And so, you know, it had been a few years, but like, as I feel like as soon as I saw them, it was kind of just like, oh yeah, here we go. Another one of these, like, it, you know, just switched into dad mode and, um, which was helpful for me because I had no idea what I was doing. I, you know, I have nieces and nephews, <laughs> but that was the closest that I had ever come to it. I don't think I'd ever changed a diaper before. before, before <laughs> oh, so you really got thrown in. Too. I was looking at this guy like, oh, what do we do? But yeah, it was, it was definitely an exciting and, and fun and all, you know, emotional roller coaster day, month, week. Sometimes it still is. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is completely normal. Uh, I think sometimes people, you know, it's, there's such a buildup, right? Like, it's like, okay, this is happening, you know, years thinking about all these things. And then it's like, it happens. And I think that's very normal, like you said, to have this kind of like, emotional release of like, okay, no, this is, this is our child. He's really here. Um, And not that it's sad, but it's just like, you've, you kind of can, it's almost like when you're able to let your shoulder, like relax a little bit, like, it's like, okay, he's in our arms. It's going to be okay. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard, but whatever we come up against, like we'll figure it out. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how has the transition been? Um, you said, so you have two He So he now has two older sisters. Uh, how has, how has that been? That, I mean, that honestly could not, our experiences, it has, could not have gone better or more smoothly. Yeah. I mean, they, they love him. He loves them. Um, the younger one is just very nurturing. Like she's 11 now, but it wants to be a teacher, you know, just very much like, like he's her little, like alive play doll, you know, like, yeah. um, the older one is not any of those things. She's like, love her dearly, but she can be somewhat standoffish and just kind of like hot, you know, one word answers. 14. Right. 14. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, who Um, isn't at 14? Yeah. But like, (laughs) it's been so cool and such a pleasant surprise to see, like it's brought out this whole other side of her and, um, and yeah, just seeing their interaction and, um, that, yeah, that aspect has been great. And, you know, not, there's lots of challenges with, um, them being, uh, for my first marriage and, you know, they're only with us about a third of the time, okay. um, which, you know, stinks in lots of ways. And there's been all sorts of stuff with that, but a, a kind of benefit is that 
he doesn't like he has a novelty every time they're with us they're with us like about a third of the time so mm-hmm. um the weekends they're with us and and stuff they're anxious to see him they're not like oh you know get out of my room already you know yeah, so, sure <laughs> Normal he singers. accidentally breaks something it's not that big of a deal yeah <laughs> yeah whereas if it was day in and day out you know they probably totally have, yeah. know, starting to get a little annoyed with him by now or something like that so oh yeah siblings it's little funny. little brother yeah yeah Oh, well, what a blessing. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so I know this is, I mean, this all just happened not that long ago, but just thinking back, like from the very beginning up until now, like what has the biggest challenge been in your journey? From like from the initial process or from when we, you know, brought William home? Either or both, well, whatever sticks out in your mind. <laughs> The the process of the paperwork and the fingerprints was I wouldn't say challenging, but man, oh man, like, that was a yeah, long, was just a lot, yeah. and like you know what the order and I don't know, just a little overwhelming at first. Um, sure, like lot you know, like lots of things. Once you break it down, once you start making progress, like it wasn't that bad. Um, it, yeah, just a a long process. It was awesome when we were able to send that whole thing away and be like, we did this, like we did this and and now it's going off. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think our challenge once we brought him home is just, it's, um, and not in a bad way, but it didn't necessarily go the way I think we had planned it to. Meaning when we first, you know, brought him home, our plan was, um, I was working from home until Nick works in the school until he was off for the summer break. And then I was going to go back full time and we were going to put William into daycare um, in August when he went back to school this past mm-hmm. August. And I think just being with William and, and my time with him, I think we both just decided it just wasn't time to now put him into daycare in August. It just didn't seem like the right fit for our family. Yeah. Um, so we had to think what we needed to do as a family. So one of us could stay home with him until, you know, next year or until we feel like we're ready to put him into a care situation. Um, and that ended up being me and I transitioned to working part-time basically in the evening. So I can be home with, with William during the day. Um, 100% the best decision that we possibly could have made for, I think our family and for William. Um, but it was challenging, you know, it was, it was definitely something that we didn't enter into lightly. Um, I really love my job and my career and, um, it was definitely something that I had to weigh, like, am I ready to give this, to give this up now? Um, again, like, like we said, it's, there was absolutely no looking back and it's definitely the, the best decision that, that we could have made. But, you know, you go into something with a plan and you're like, you've thought about it and you've prayed about it and you think you have this all set out. Yeah. And then you bring this little person home and you're like, well, maybe that's not how we planned it. Isn't the way that it's going to go. And it's just kind of reframing what that, ugh, I hate to say this, but that new normal is going to look like for, for your family yeah. um, and just kind of adjusting. And I think we're still even, and I, I certainly am still kind of adjusting to, to what that looks like day in and day out. But again, I think we're both would agree that it's the best decision that, that we could have made. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, one of the challenging things about, you know, and for you, you know, Lisa, like becoming a parent, uh, for the first time, Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, you have all these plans and ideas of like how it's going to go and how you're going to do it. And then it's like your, your kid comes in and they're like, nope, that's yeah. not, that's not how this is going to work. Right. And it, and it all works out the way it's supposed to and ends up being great, but it's so hard. And I think especially, yeah, when you, when you have a career that you love and to have to like figure out the balance of that, like that's, mm -hmm. such, that's such a challenge. I think, especially for, um, you know, moms, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, is there anything that has surprised you? Every day we're surprised. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> something new. I think the biggest thing for us from the onset. So like during the process, I think it I'll, I'll take it back to like when, when we were even considering this, you know, we were looking at the price tag mm -hmm. and we're like, we don't, we don't have that to just, you know, do this and write yeah. the check and, and, and be done with it. You know, we've got, you know, two other kids to think about and a dog and a mortgage and car, you know? So, yeah. um, but I think we just felt like this is, we're, we're going to do this and we're just going to be open to however God's going to figure it out for us. Um, and, and when we looked at it, you know, on paper, we're like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Like this, yeah. <laughs> this is probably the numbers, you know, you see that breakdown oh, of the yeah. constants, like, I don't know, 36,000 or something like that. And yeah. Like, yeah. We have about that's, maybe 10. That's probably, that's probably isn't going to work for us. So, yeah. um, yeah, we kind of pushed all of our resources and every, you know, everything that we had saved to put towards it. Um, and then we were just like, well, God, we'll, we're excited to see how you're going to work this out for us. And to say that it was jaw dropping just the way I, and people always say that. And I don't know how else yeah. to explain it other yeah. than like, it was truly incredible and amazing. And, and people that Nick went to high school with 20 years ago, giving him a call and saying, I want to, I saw this on Facebook that you're doing this and I want to contribute yeah. a substantial amount, you know, just incredible. Wow. Incredible things happened to line this up um, financially. Our church, our church was hugely supportive, and they actually have a program called uh, Grafted that works, you know, to encourage adoption. And and they, yeah, were just yeah, very very generous. And then we had friends who, like, this was kind of a funny story. We had a couple friends who we hadn't even talked with our. Uh, we talked with our parents, but not like our siblings or anything, but like they didn't even know we were adopting, um, but we had dinner with some friends and stuff and, you know, it did come out. And then like a couple of days later, they sent us this link. They had already, they'd set up a GoFundMe for us wow. and like sent it out to like all their relatives who, you know, we, none of these people knew us and they raised like, I don't know, three or $4,000 for us, wow. which we were like, wow, oh, wow. <laughs> we should tell our family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah, that I think just that was was super surprising. It shouldn't have been like we should have been like, of course, God's going to come through and figure this out for us. But I think just to see it like tangibly happen before your eyes was just incredible. Um, and I think it also gave us when, you know, things were challenging. Um, and even now when things are challenging and you're we're looking at it like or I'm looking at it like, holy cow, like what's going on here? I think finding comfort in that, like this is this is supposed to happen. Otherwise it yeah. wouldn't have, you know, like these mm -hmm. things were all set up in place specifically for this child to be here at this time with us. Um, yeah. it's, it's encouraging. And, um, yeah, I, again, I think initially just really shocking and surprising, a, a happy, shocking and surprising for sure. Yeah. I'm so, thank you for sharing that. I, we always joke that we wish we could 
just put that on our website. Like, don't worry about the finances. It will all come together. We promise. We obviously cannot say that, but I cannot tell you. I mean, I have been, you know, I've had the privilege of getting to talk to adoptive families for gosh, over eight years now. And pretty much every single family I talk to has a story like that of that, because it is, it's very overwhelming when you look at the the numbers and most people can't just write a check for that amount. And, you know, disclaimer, you don't have to write a check for that amount. It is, it is a process it's right. over, over a period of time, but, um, it's just amazing to see the provision that, that does happen when you just say yes and step out in faith and, yeah. and just follow where you're led. And, and it's, it is scary and not to take away from the fact that it is scary to look at the numbers and to look mm-hmm. at your, you know, bank account and be like, this is, I don't see how this is happening, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have heard that so many times. And so if you are listening to this and that is the reason why you are not adopting, don't let that be the reason why you're not adopting. It yeah. will it will come together and you'll be amazed by the people in your life that, you know, adoption isn't for everyone um, and that's okay, but everyone can help mm-hmm. make adoption possible. Um, and so I think people feel also sometimes like, they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to like put that out and put pressure on someone, but people want to help. People yeah. want to help you. Really they great. want to be part of your child's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that everyone can do. And, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's $5 or a thousand or, or whatever, um, or even just, you know, praying and, mm-hmm. uh, coming alongside people in that way, um, give people the chance to be a part of it. Give people mm-hmm. the chance to help. Mm-hmm. And I, like you said, I think people are excited too. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, had Nick alluded to just even people that we didn't know that we had never met before were just, I was inspired by it. Like I was like, holy yeah. cow, I should, I should be, you know, giving more to, um, to potentially adoptive families and, and seeking out opportunities to, to support adoptive families too. Um, it's just, it really is inspiring. And, and I would, I would definitely, in fact, I'll say some prayers tonight for some people that are considering it and, and are worried about the financial aspect of it, because it really does. It's it's really inspiring and encouraging to see how it does fall into place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to, to end, do you guys have any encouragement for, I mean, I feel like that was encouragement in itself, but any other encouragement or wisdom for families who are, you know, maybe on the fence, they're just considering adoption, trying to decide if it's part of the plan for their life? What, what would you guys say? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, that, that would definitely be the hugest one. Um, just the, the provision, um, you know, it was, we, we, like Lisa said, we were never stressed about it. And like, I, you know, comparatively speaking, I, I think we did kind of have the like, well, make it, ha- you know, okay, God, like make it happen. Um, yeah. and I think that that helped. And, and so, yeah, I guess just to, to not stress about that aspect of it, you know, obviously be wise and diligent, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but yeah, not, not to stress about that aspect of it. Um, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I, I think too, you know, we're called to take care of widows and orphans, right? Like that's clearly stated in the Bible. And I think we read, you know, multiple books about adoption and just really felt, um, that that's what we're, that we're, we're supposed to do in some capacity. And like you, you know, alluded to not everyone, should be adopting or needs to adopt or, um, but if, I think if you feel that tug, it's probably there for a reason. And I would say to explore it, read, read the literature that you can, you can't go wrong 
supporting an orphan in some way, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can, whether it's financially supporting another family or pursuing it yourself, no matter what, you're doing the right thing because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, So I think reading some literature about it and definitely obviously talking to your partner about it a lot and, and, and praying about it. You can't, you can't go wrong. Obviously see returns on the, on that um, investment, no matter what. Yeah. And I, you know, and then I would add to it just the, um, the joy that he has been, um, you know, having, having this little guy. And, um, for me, you know, just purely like selfishly looking at it, but like for me with my, uh, with my daughters having gotten older and, you know, like as a parent, everyone's kind of like, Oh, especially as they enter teenage years, like remember when they were so cute and little and, Oh, if I could go back and, you know, all the little cute outfits and all that stuff. And it's like, I get to do all that again, you know, and I know obviously lots of people are in lots of different stages, but anyone who, you know, who has older children and is like, Oh my gosh, do I really want to go back into the diaper stage, you know, or, you know, whatever, like there's, lot, there's lots of diapers. There are lots of diapers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like, for me, uh, it's just, yeah, it's been fun. Cause it's like, like parenthood 2.0. Like I, I get to do this again and, you know, um, relive a lot of that. And yeah. That's been a, just a cool, cool aspect for me. And I think one other thing that I would add for, for folks who are, you know, heading to their country to meet their child for their first time, um, my big encouragement would be to enjoy your time in country mm-hmm. and just, you know, when we first got there and we had William, I think that very next day we're like, okay, let's speed this process up. Let's go home. Um, I think we both really just wanted to to get home with him, but, you know, I, we realized that that's not going to happen. There's still a lot of paperwork that needs to happen in in country. And I think once we did that and we said to ourselves, like, when are we going to be off work for a month together again, where we in another country, um, we're probably not going to have that experience again. So we just need to take a step back and enjoy it. And I think once we put that, you know, frame, we had that frame of mind, we thoroughly enjoyed our time in country. Which it, did, it did take a very conscious mind shift. Yeah. Cause yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we said about day two having him, we were like, all right, cool. let's get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We just, I think just being in country and experiencing another culture and meeting new people and, you know, learning more about our son's culture and soaking that mm-hmm. all in. So we yeah, can knowing share. that like we will forever have mm-hmm. a tie to this culture yeah. for him and, and, you know, yeah, soaking that in as much as we could. Taking all the pictures that we could so we could show him, you know, different places we visited when we were there with him and showing him his whole, his hometown. We definitely plan to go back again, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, maybe when he's a little bit older and can kind of understand sure. it a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, I think my, my advice or encouragement would be just try to, to relax and just enjoy that time in mm-hmm. country and do some exploring and and even though, prepare like, yourself, but and, and like the reality, yeah. like living out of a hotel is hard, and it got old sure. at times. Um, but don't don't rush that because then you get home, and all of a sudden work comes and family, family and all yeah. the you know, and, and all of a sudden things are so busy and like oh my gosh, the yard because we've been gone for a month and you know things like that. So like enjoy, just soak in that time. Yeah, yeah you're kind like, of in a little. Said, that's, a, that's a once in a lifetime experience. Very well. For us, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you adopt multiple times. Until yeah. you adopt again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, absolutely. No, you're, and you're kind of in that little bubble. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with anything, it's like, okay, let's, let's get our life started again. Let's go. But it's like, you kind of have this, yeah, once in a lifetime experience to pause and for you two to be together and mm-hmm. just with him and in his, in his birth country. And 
And, and then also, like, I mean, think about when he's older to be able to be like, you have an understanding now that you wouldn't have had of, exactly. of, his, of his heritage. And that's mm-hmm. invaluable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. It was such a joy to talk to you, to hear your beautiful story. And I know this is going to be such an incredible encouragement for so many families. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure. That was AGCI adoptive parents, Nick and Lisa. Thanks for listening to Together by AGCI. As always, if you liked what you heard, please rate or review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to read or watch even more stories, check out our website, allgodschildren.org. Reach out to us and let us know what you think on Instagram at allgodschildreninternational or email us at together at allgodschildren.org. We look forward to sharing another story of hope the next time we're together. We'll talk to you soon.